Here we go. Ball Don't Lie Australia, podcast 34, proudly brought to you by Step Back Australia. I'm your host, Dan Donnellan. Joining me as he does every week is Mal Crawford. The big dog. How you doing, buddy? Doing well, as always. We're back on this again. Ready yeah, to rock? Ready yeah. to roll? Yeah, yeah. Big, big show, as always, Whoa. coming up. Yeah. Uh, we'll kick off things in a moment, talking a Boomers event. We'll mm. leave it at that. Mm. Uh, we'll then deep dive back into the NBA offseason. We'll be checking out the Central Division this week. So that's the Cavs, the Bucks, the Bulls, the Pistons, and the Pacers. Just after that, we'll be diving back into the NBL offseason. Breaking down the moves that the Adelaide 36ers and the Sydney Kings have made. There's a lot to cover. And if you can hang around long enough, be bringing in Brisbane Bullet and Red City Raw superstar Kian Dennis will be joining us in the studio. He'll have a lot to say, I'm sure. Definitely will. And we'll also be uh, touching on some of the results from NBL One North. Yes, albeit a couple of sad ones for us, but lots yeah. of good results for other teams. Yeah, but that's the way finals go. Yeah, you know? only one team can win. Exactly, got to work it down to one in each division. So, lots of stuff to cover this week, Mel. Um, but before we deep dive into everything, mm-hmm. I believe mm-hmm. we may have some cards to crack. We do, we do. We've we've gone a slightly different way this week. Uh, we've gone. There we go. Yep, still uh, sounds the same. Yep, we've gone from uh, eight packs down to five. We're going to make it really difficult for ourselves. Mm. So, yeah. yeah Shotgun we'll jumper in. Look, you know, you never know, It's mate. on the cover, but we've got to get one eventually. <laughs> <laughs> it's false advertising. <laughs> well, look, how much do you want to bet? Bet one's in this pack. <laughs> Not very much. I, I bet one's in there. A bottle cap. <laughs> a bottle cap. All right. Well, if there's one in there, you owe me a bottle okay. cap. Yes, sir. All right. Let's crack a moment. For those of you who haven't uh, listened to the show before or have had a couple of weeks off, we do, we open a crack of cards, pack of cards. We both pick one at the end of the show and we talk about that particular player, their journey, all that kind of stuff. So, mm. believe we'll have some retro ones coming up in the following week. We will, we will, Ooh. certainly will. All what right, we got this week we have Wendell Carter Jr. Mm. in a Chicago Bulls jersey. Oh, you owe me a bottle cap. Get out of town, <laughs> Memphis Grizzlies, Jar Morant, number one twenty. <laughs> Look at that! Look oh, at that! Oh my goodness! Yep, you owe me a bottle cap. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> yeah, baby. Oh, that was planted. <laughs> Don't know what he's talking about. Oh, Charlotte Hornets, Nicholas Batum in a colourful card. So, yeah. I, th- I think we, anyone who's listened to the show for a minute knows that someone's going to pick John Morant to talk about. Yeah, and then I've got to pick one. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I won't be, be talking about that. next one. Yeah. Uh, Darren Fox. Star Fox. Yeah. And then one Atlanta Hawk, John Collins. Ooh, just Ooh. signed a big, juicy extension. He did indeed. He did indeed. Well, there's only five cards in there, Mel, but Five cards. What a banger pack. Yeah, juicy. Juicy. My favorite. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, well, yeah. Glad the show will take around an hour or so because 
It's how long I'll need to sort of pick one of those five cards. Yeah, or, you know, sure you've already got one picked, let's be honest. <laughs> He's going to go for Jar, guys. He's going to go for Jar. Well, we'll, we'll see, Mel. We will see. Yeah, righto. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we'll do that at the end of the show, after we've spoken to Kian, after we've wrapped up the NBL One North. After someone's given me a bottle cap because they're lost. Yep. yep. <laughs> I will bring you a bottle cap. Uh, but now, Saturday afternoon. Yes. Had a little wander down to uh, River Stage in Brisbane. Yes, uh, through the Botanical Gardens. Yeah, it was a lovely little stroll together. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're on our way to an event. We were. Very boomers, very cultural. It was. Uh, it was genuinely, the whole show was magical. Mm. Um we actually purely by chance um, got to basically see the uh, the boomers had an event on the boat, which if you've been watching the videos and different things, they were on a boat, docked, came out, jumped in, into some absolutely gorgeous four by fours, mm. uh, one six by a Patriot six, I campers, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, just some gorgeous rigs. Someone spent a lot of money. Absolutely. Hashtag um, sponsorship opportunities. <laughs> <laughs> well, you never know. Um, but absolutely stunning vehicles. And they were the boomers. Um, some more recent, some a little bit older. Mm. And they all got off the boat, jumped into these rigs and went off. And we only really... You know, we, we literally stumbled across this you know, little incident because uh, we were running a little bit late because well, we, we had to find a street park and we couldn't find one Yeah, in the parking city. in Brisbane City, difficult. Who yeah. would have thought? Who knew? <laughs> Who knew? Uh, yeah, on a Saturday afternoon. But uh, yeah, and then that from there, um, you know, we're up close with basically everybody then from there we had to then leg it all the way up to river stage got there and yeah if for those of you who didn't get to go um patty mills just wow literally took the microphone spoke for you know just smooth as silk spoke mm. for what 30 minutes and yeah Unscripted. unscripted just you know but got everything he wanted to say out really showed his love for the sport and love for the history of the boomers and really shared that and yeah that came across in the whole that came across through the whole event it was i was so glad to be there it was it was amazing so yeah and it, i think Without COVID, that event would have been in the thousands oh, of, yes. of spectators. But yes, yeah, unfortunately, it didn't reach those numbers. But so fortunate to be there and to to witness that the event as a whole. I mean, you had the current boomers, ex boomers on the stage. You had um, cultural performers coming in, and uh, those performances they did were just so cool oh absolute first class <laughs> uh you know free coffee there was a food truck doing burgers wings chips all at no cost to the people who have come in um all i would say the whole event was looked after by one patrick mills 
And look, I've been lobbying for this man to get a statue for weeks. I'm going up one. This man needs to be knighted. Yeah, sold. I mean, what? Is there a better human being in the world right now? In my very biased rose gold <laughs> eyes. <laughs> oh, Patty Mills, just such a guy. I'm just literally lost for words. I don't know what to say about him that I haven't already or how to put my thoughts and feelings into words because what he has done on the court, what he's achieved in basketball barely scratches the surface on what he's done off the court. Yeah. And what he means to so many different people. Um, one of the greatest athletes of our generation um, in Australia. It was a magical moment towards the end when we're up the front and was it uh, all the players are starting to leave and file out and heading back into those big old gorgeous Patriot vehicles and Patty actually walked past and thanked us for coming mm. and it was like, no, 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 thank you. Don't Patty. you dare thank me for anything. You know, <laughs> thank you, sir. It was, yeah. Um, to actually talk about what happened. So, mm. you know, the boomers have this long and storied history. What? You can check out on a previous podcast. Yes. <laughs> Go yes. back and check that one out if you want to know the whole history. Mm -hmm. So basically what they've done is, um, I know some of you would have seen uh, the Akubras and the special sashes around those Akubras uh, that the current players got. So what they actually did was go back through the history books and they've numbered all the boomers um, who have played at, I believe it's World Champs. A or World Cup or an Olympics. Or an Olympics. Yeah. And they have actually now gone back right to player one and numbered them all right up to the current squad. It's like the baggy green of basketball. Yeah, but cooler. Uh, I said like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so they've done that. Um, basketball, the, the boomers now have their own coat of arms, basketball coat of arms, which you would have seen on uh, our socials. Yeah, Absolutely you can see gorgeous. it as our cover photo on Facebook right now. Yep. Southern Cross, basketball, kangaroo, emu, everything. That Everything's there. Just subtle, but still just so nice. Mm. And they had a, basically they had a moment where Patty called out everybody, everybody who could be theirs, um, uh, basically when they played, how many caps, uh, how many games they played. And then they got presented by some of the current boomers. I believe it was uh, Bubbles and Sobey mm -hmm. with their current hat, uh, with their hat. And, and Junior. Shout out Junior. He was... Yes. He yep. Had very Junior heavy. Albert was definitely there. Um, and also, uh, shout out Bainesy. Mm, Bainesy. Big shout out. Yes. It was... Uh, all smiles. All smiles. Um, unfortunately... Uh, was in the wheelchair um but uh yeah hopefully hopefully things start looking up for him real soon and um we didn't speak to him personally but no. he seemed in very good spirits from an observational standpoint mm. and it was it was great to see him 
it, it was great to see him there with the other boomers mm. um, that could obviously be there for, for COVID reasons and things. But Who do we have? We had Nate Jawai. Yep. We had Sobe, Goulding, Mills, Baines. Is that it for the current players? I believe so. Uh, yep. Then we had... Peter Crawford. Peter Crawford. Leroy, old Leapin. Yep. <clears throat> uh, then we have... The GM himself. McKinnon. Mm-hmm. Sammy Mack. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was actually, if you've seen the photo on our cover page, um, that's actually Sam McKinnon's hat. So yes. get around it. Yes, big thank you to Sam. Um, Brian Curl, legend in, in basketball, Brisbane basketball especially. Yep, Larry very Sandstock. very proud to say that I shook Brian's hand at the event. That was <laughs> that was an emotional moment. <laughs> yeah, he's getting in trouble for being late and holding up the the troops apparently. So <laughs> he had to skedaddle. Um, but no, the whole event itself, Mal, was just so cool to be at. Um, we both got one of those gorgeous, gorgeous retro uh, boomers shirts. Um, yep, still wearing mine. Yeah, yeah, uh, mine's in the wash. <laughs> Um, but they're so cool. I'm going to wear it as often as I possibly can because they are unreal. Yes. Um, but yeah, a once in a lifetime event, really. Uh, it's just, yeah, really fun to be a part of. And of course, we went straight from there out to the NBL One finals, which we'll talk about a bit later in the show. But uh, yeah, uh, again, like we said in person, you know, big thank you to. To Paddy Mills, um, <clears throat> he's he's not the only one involved. Let's let's you know let's be real about it. But you know, a lot of the push for a lot of this um, stuff, from what we heard, was was from Paddy. And you know, thanks, Captain. Love your work. Got nothing to add. Couldn't say it better. All right. Well, we better leave it there and uh, jump into. Yeah, jump into the show. Rose gold talks got me all teary. Oh, yes, <laughs> yes. But the rose gold boomers. <sighs> we're gonna jump over to the NBA. Mel, there's been two little, well, two transactions yep. uh, since we last spoke. Um, first one's just a little signing. Uh, so my mm. beloved Memphis Grizzlies had informed Rondo that he was not required to sharp for a medical or anything like that because. Um, Obviously, they had other intentions, and look, I guess Rondo's stocks dropped a little bit because, as it turns out, Grizzlies couldn't get a bag of chips for him <laughs> and had to buy him out of his contract and let yeah. him walk to the Lakers, as Memphis has done with quite a few players recently. So mm. That will yeah. happen when you trade one and get a few back. Yeah, so Rondo heading back to the Lakers. Of course, won a chip there two years ago. Look, he'll he'll bring some veteran leadership in off the bench. Not that they need more veteran leadership, but oh, it's just another need some youth. It's just another smart guy that can play basketball, and that's what this team seems to be. It's just that savvy vet team that just knows how to win basketball. So, any thoughts on that one, Mel? Uh, I. <sighs> I think it goes back to what I was saying earlier in the in the year. <coughs> excuse me. How um, you know two years ago when the Lakers won this chip, they they trapped lightning in a bottle and they got rid of some of their old much older players and replaced them with other 
older players and it didn't work. So now they've gone back and got those older players back. They've got Howard, they've got Rondo. One Carmelo <sighs> Anthony. Yes. First, yes. first picks of him at the training facility came out today. And mm-hmm. Didn't hate it. <laughs> it looked pretty cool. I'm mellow in Lakers colours. I know a friend of the show, Cammy P, would not be liking it. As Lakers Ew. were like Mello's number one nemesis when he was with yes. the Nuggets. But Back when he wore the, the shiny blue in Denver. Oh, jeez, he looked good in a Lakers uniform. <laughs> he, yeah, it just looked natural. It'll definitely be interesting to see you know, how things go this year. Because remember, Lakers, Lakers and the Nets both tried similar things. They both had lots of... You know, older vet by um, players who'd been bought out at different times, brought them in and didn't work for other teams. So we'll have to well, you know, wait and this, see. But. I saw a graphic today and it was like six or seven of these Lakers, I think. Yeah, I think it might have been six. They were all All-Stars in 2012, all on separate teams. Yep. And they were all on this all-star team before Anthony Davis was in the league. <laughs> and now they're all together. Nice. Um, so it's like, yeah, half an all-star team from 10 years ago. It's teaming up. It's like they made a pact in 2012. And look, they're on LeBron's team, so they might get similar all-star calls as well. Yeah. yeah. Oh, look, Or lack thereof. It, it feels like with this Lakers team, and we won't go too in-depth because, of course, we'll do a whole sh- show on, on this, but it just seems that people either love what they're doing or hate it. There's not many people that are like, eh. Mm. So, but I, I guess that's another conversation for another pod. Uh, who, who knows what's going to happen between now and then? Might even do it next week. We'll break down the Lakers. Ooh. <laughs> we'll see how we go. Um, but we had ourselves a trade in the week too, Mal. We did. We did. So three-way trade. Ooh. The Portland Trailblazers received Larry Nance Jr. Nance. From the Cavs. The Bulls received Derek Jones Jr. And a first-round pick. So they can get another junior later on. Mm. So two juniors involved in this trade and one very not a junior. Laurie Markinen went to the Cleveland Cavaliers from the Chicago Bulls. So Bulls given up on Markinen. Um, yeah, I just want to start with the Bulls because I, I just sort of... This gives me what the vibes. Mm-hmm. There are teams stacked with guards and wings and they've traded... Um, a big guy that can do multiple things for another wing player that can't do multiple things. <laughs> All right, let, let's be honest. Derek Jones Jr., great dunks. Pretty above average defender. That's about it. They've got a future first round pick. Eh. I, I couldn't care less about that until they're actually using it. And that's when we can analyze how that went. Yep. Not all they're cracked up to be. A lot of things have to go right. You think of the Bulls, and in the last two years, they've given up on Wendell Carter Jr. and Laurie Markkinen now. They're two young starting big guys. Mm-hmm. Like, what is going on over there? And they're just stacking up their team with players that, albeit are exciting, I don't think they go together that well. Like, Lonzo, 
Kobe White, Levine, DeRozan. You're going to have to split those minutes something fierce because they're not going to play together well. Yeah, you almost get the feeling as if there's there's a couple more trades or moves to come that we don't know about. As I said a few weeks ago, keep your eyes on Zach Levine. I do not think DeRozan was brought in to play with Levine. (laughs) And now the tinfoil hat comes off and we'll keep breaking down the trade for the Cavs. Great trade. Mm -hmm. No issues whatsoever. Mm -hmm. Larry Nance Jr., good player. Great fit for the Blazers, which we'll get to in a minute. But the Cavs have gotten rid of a middle-of-the-road player who's now a vet, really. And they've brought in a young, exciting prospect in marketing who, you know, can shoot threes, can rebound. And he, because of the things that he can do, he's got a wider skill set than Nance. And he can slot in with that Evan Mobley, Jared Allen, however they want to rotate that front court. And it's really just a chance they're taking on marketing and it's low risk, high reward. And I don't, well, it's not me, but not many people say this very often about the Cavs, but this is some good business. What? I think it's good business. Yeah, look, I I actually don't don't hate this. Um, I think it I think it works for the Cavs. You know, for me, yeah, I, I'm down with this for the Cavs. Uh, yeah, the yeah the Bulls again. It just that team doesn't fit, does it? Like, for them, you've really got to have some question marks. And people are so excited for this team. And don't get me wrong, if if you're a neutral fan and you want to jump on League Pass for an hour, absolutely, throw on a Bulls game. They're going to be fun. But are they going to be playing winning basketball? <sighs> I'd love to be wrong. Well, maybe that's the road they're going. Maybe they figure they don't have enough, you know, you know, they don't have a LeBron. You know, they don't have a Durant. They don't have a Steph. You know, so maybe they're just making business decisions to make interesting, fun basketball to watch. The only other thing to say about them is... It's been working for Memphis. <laughs> everyone's been getting excited about Lonzo, DeRozan, whatever. They're forgetting that they just acquired one of the best big men in the NBA, in Nikola Vucevic. He's still there. Mm-hmm. He's an all-star. I thought you were talking about Daniel Tyson for a minute, but no, he's he's gone somewhere else. He's... What what I really worry about with the Bulls is their defense. I know Derek Jones Jr. is probably a better defender than Markham, but he's not going to be starting. DeRozan's another year older. Zach Levine, he's an okay defender. Is he going to put in the effort in the regular season? Probably not. Lonzo Ball, great off-ball defender in terms of like getting deflections, Denying the ball. Great on-ball defender. Eh. Yet to see it. Vucevic, parking cone. I Tall parking cone. Yes, very large parking cone, but one nonetheless. The Bulls are going to score a lot of points, but it's remained to be seen if they can stop other teams from doing so. Love to be wrong. We'll wait and see how that goes. Yeah, I love when you're wrong too. But, uh, <laughs> um, we'll see how we go. And, and I guess, yeah, 
we kind of just uh, knocked over one of our <laughs> off-season reviews there with the Bulls. Um, we yeah. did a little bit. We did a little bit. I guess the only other player we didn't mention was Patrick Williams, uh, who will likely start at the four position for them now. So, look, giving off shades of like a Robert Covington type player, uh, probably a bit more athletic, or is a bit more athletic. <laughs> so, yep. yeah. As I said with the Bulls, fun basketball, not necessarily winning basketball, which we'll get to soon, is going to be a bit of a theme in this central division. Does look more and more like it. But, but for the Blazers, Mal, love the Larry Nance pickup. I think he's a great fit alongside Dame and CJ, mm-hmm. depending on which one of them stays. Wink, wink. Yep. Um, but yeah, great pickup for them. I quite like this um, acquisition for Portland. Yeah. I I think Blazers need to do more, though. Oh, yeah. The, they they cannot be done if they expect to keep uh, keep Dame long term. Agreed, and they may not even be looking to do that. But who knows? This is true. This is true. But you know, we'll just have to see how how they go. They might, you know, they might choose to become uh, kingmaker and you know try and get an absolute boatload for Dame. Mm. Maybe, maybe. Yep. Um. All right, well, should we run through the rest of the Central Division? I mean... Ah, well, since we're already here. Cleveland Cavaliers, we just touched on them a little bit when we're talking about Laurie Markkinen going there and how they're going to pair up the bigs, so we don't need to dive back into that. But just a few weeks ago, we had the trade of Torian Prince, their young wing player, Mm. heading over to Minnesota for aging point guard, Ricky Rubio. Aging? That's kind Questionable, questionable move. I don't know mm. if they're looking to flip Rubio, keep him. I, yeah. Buy out his contract. Who knows? <laughs> I haven't heard anything what they're planning on doing with him. What I do wonder, the one question that still remains with Cleveland, well, there are many questions, but yeah. one I'll ask is what are they going to do with Colin Sexton? He's been easily their best player for a few years now. Mm. However, it seems from the outside looking in and from reports that he and the team just don't get along or they don't see eye to eye much of the time. And his time may be up there, despite being clearly their best player. You mean there's a player in Cleveland not getting along with the association (laughs) and things aren't working out? That's never happened before. <laughs> but it, I think the Rubio thing, they may be looking to bring him into the lineup. Who knows? With Garland, if they move Sexton on. I mean, that question's just going to hang over them. It's a very Ben Simmons-like thing, although it's not anywhere near as bad as the Ben situation. But mm-hmm. it's similar in that the talk's been there for a while. It's. It was looking like it's a matter of when, not if. But, you know, as of recording, Colin Sexton is a Cavs player. He's still in the rotation from all we know. So it'll be interesting to see where they go with him this season. But, you know, it's a pretty young, gritty team. It's like many of the young teams in the league. 
I don't think they'll be as fun to watch as other young teams, but they're going to grind out a few wins. Yeah, they uh, haven't been fun to watch for a little while. Don't be don't be expecting to see them come March and April. No, no. Um, Not unless LeBron gets delusions of grandeur and wants to go back again. <laughs> Surely not, though. Nah, he's all good. He's set. Yep. Well, let's let's lift this up a bit. The champions. Mm-hmm. The team mm-hmm. that was omitted from today's 2K22 trailer. <laughs> no champions, no MVP in the gameplay trailer. Very interesting move. Nice. However, albeit not surprising. Well, you know, yeah. There are some other, you know, if you look at who traditionally plays 2Ks and by sheer numbers, it's typically the youngest. Thank you. The young ones. You are not in that category, Tiger. Um, you know, who really spend the majority of the money. And the old grumpier guys like you. yourself. Oh. Uh, you, you fit in my category in this time, this one, mate. Oof. Who, you know, always complain about, you know, the player ratings. Or, Shake fist at cloud. Yes. Who's in the, who's in the trailer? You know, the the different changes they've made to the gameplay and uh. Jar was in it several times. Mm. Oh, oh, and we got a card of him today. Oh, oh, uh. Uh. surprise! Today is not the twelfth, but anyway, no, it's literally couldn't be further away. <laughs> the Milwaukee Bucks, the champions, have they gotten better or worse? They've lost PJ Tucker and Bryn Forbes. Mm-hmm. However, they've brought in Semi Ojale, who you will mm-hmm. know, Mel. Mm-hmm. Grayson Allen, who mm-hmm. I know. Yep. And George Hill coming back in. Not to mention, Dante DiVincenzo will be returning from injury. So that's like a new signing come playoff time because they didn't have him this time around. Does this team have what it takes to go back to back despite? From, in my opinion, not strengthening from last season. Now, I don't want to put an asterisk beside the Bucks championship. <laughs> but. No, no. I'll get to the but. It's coming. Don't worry. <clears throat> it's certainly nothing ridiculous. You know, you know, the NBA didn't, you know, step in and referee them out of anything or anything, you know, like happened to the Kings. Um but they got a bit lucky down the stretch with other teams who may have had more talent with injuries, this, that, and the other. Um, so, look, it'll be interesting to see if that happens again because while, as you say, you know, they didn't, they didn't get wildly better with, you know, the, those they've lost, those they've signed. There's, there's not a huge, you know, huge upswing there. Um It'll be interesting to see if they can go back to back. Where I'm sitting right now, eh, not necessarily feeling it, but same time, I also wouldn't be wildly surprised if they made it back to the finals. It wouldn't, um, you know, they're, they're a highly talented team. And they did knock the Nets out in a gorgeous game seven. I'll just interrupt. They knocked Kevin Durant out. Yeah, fair cop. Again, injuries. <laughs> But in saying that, Mel, the people are saying, you know, Brooklyn wasn't healthy. Now they're coming back healthy. It's like, well, 
Harden and Irving were eligible to play last year, but they were injured. Who's to say that doesn't happen again this year? Mm. Who's to say next time Giannis decides to put his leg at a right angle the wrong way, he doesn't come straight back from it? Yeah. Yeah, I thought he was done. And we don't wish injuries on anyone, but this last season is is a reminder that anything can happen to anyone at any time. And if you're if you've built a team that's ready to compete, ready to fight, and can stay healthy, you're going to be there at the end. Because a great roster doesn't guarantee a championship. Oh, no, it definitely doesn't. And you've also got to remember, whilst in the finals, the Bucks went down 2-0 and had the composure to come back and get it done. Mm. So <clears throat> they weren't given anything. You know, don't get me wrong. They had a few things go their way, but they weren't given that championship. You don't get given NBA championships. But can they go back-to-back? Plausible. I'm not convinced. It's not, a, It's not. you know, lock it in 100%. You know, it's not getting a jar card on the first, you know, five-pack you get. <laughs> but I wouldn't be surprised if they went back to the finals. And when you're in the finals, anything can happen. Anything can happen. Yeah. I mean, anything short of the conference finals is a failure for them. I'm sure they have the mentality of anything short of a championship is a failure, but to me, they should be still in the conference finals at bare minimum. Mm-hmm. So don't write this that's team off. Pretty much been their mindset for the last what, at least three years. Mm-hmm. So previous two, they definitely felt as if they, you know, definitely had more to give. Um, whereas this year, they got there, they got it done. As I said, after going down 2-0, when almost everyone had them written off, dead to rights, they were done. When all Phoenix had technically done was win the first two games at home. Which I'm so glad we mentioned that at the time. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, yep, yep. All right, well, I guess we both agree on the Bucs and their aspirations for the season. Um, A team with... Slightly lower aspirations, Mel, will be the uh, Motown Detroit Pistons. Yeah. Yeah. Wayne Ellington, gone. Mm -hmm. Mason Plumley, the triple-double man, gone. Oh, no. Yep, right in the Plumleys. Oh, give it up, Detroit. It's over. However, they did bring in Kelly Olenek and Trey Lyles. Some depth at that big spot. You know, Olenek, your, your little thug mate that can go out and hurt people. Whoa, 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 whoa. A couple of things wrong with that. Just a couple. It's Kelly Olenek. Okay. Yep. Um, uh, I'll proudly say I'm not his number one fan. It's all right. You'll find his signature on the wall behind you. Don't worry. Um, he's not a thug. Neither is Delhi. Debatable. Well. Hey, hey, leave Delhi out of this. Similar players, mate. No. Similar players in some ways. I don't remember Delhi dislocating someone's shoulder on purpose. He never did it on purpose, mate. Oh, goodness gracious. No way was that on purpose. Oh. No way. However, it did lead to some of the best trolling on the internet I've ever seen. 
I smell a poll coming on, Mal. We're going to sell this on the socials. Oh, okay, but... I'm going to let the people decide if he thug-lifed it or not. <laughs> uh, righto, good. Do it a poll. Don't get me wrong. Good player. Yes. He's that guy that you want on your team, mm. but if he's not on your team, you hate him. He's a classic Celtic. And in saying that, a classic piston. Yeah. So, I mean, he fits that team well, I think. And he's going to, you know, toughen up those young bigs out there. Isaiah Stewart, Sadiq Bay, um, Jer- Jeremy Grant. He's going to toughen them up. Teach them how to judo toss players, you know. Righto, Tiger. <laughs> that sounded just like the button. You didn't even press it. Well, sometimes you don't have to, mate. Sometimes you don't have to. Oh, I love how defensive you get of ex-players from your team. Only when you're wrong. <laughs> we'll let the people decide. If the people decide I'm wrong, I'll happily admit it. That's great. I'm still entitled to my own opinion. <laughs> you are. And as you say, Mal, it's okay to be wrong. It is. And if it ever happens again on the... Or again, again, yes. Again. Even you know subconsciously. <laughs> No, no, now that I think about it, now that I think about it, I have been wrong before. It was 1993. It was a drizzly Tuesday, November, actually. I don't know, mate. I was sort of a baby. Yeah. Tell me more about 1993. Um, There was a player called Michael Jordan. Were you in high school? No. (laughs) No, I was eight, Tiger. Calm down. Michael Jordan, eh? He sounds pretty good. Down. Yeah. Yeah, turns out. He went on a bit of a run. Speaking of which, I'm going back to NBA 2K right here. I'm shaking my fist at a cloud again. Yeah, yeah. So, did you? You didn't see the trailer. I don't assume you don't play 2K. Uh, no, I only play at events where we both end up and then slash at my house, pretty much, (laughs) and get the controller, and then my team typically loses pretty quickly because everyone else plays it fairly religiously but you know because i get my butt kicked out it's like eh. it's always fun watching your brother just grab joe inkles and just hoist up threes and more often than not they just go in because it's joey oh well that's pretty much how he plays minus the last bit of what you said (laughs) (laughs) so the trailer today right Mm. it's doing these like sort of current day player has the ball mid move whether it's crossover jump shot a flash comes across the screen and you sort of see that player shadowed with a or crossed over with a legend so for example luca puts up a fadeaway jump shot and flashes across and he's dirk Nowitzki for a second a few confusing ones yeah yeah so they they do this um for spider mitchell donovan mitchell mm-hmm I'll get to him in a second. They do Devin Booker. Yeah, Book. The legend that flashes across is Vince Carter. In what way whatsoever is Devin Booker's game like Vince Carter? (sighs) Um, They are so different. So different. Yeah. Like, it's uncanny. I get the Luca and Dirk. So many links there. I get it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, But Booker and... Vince? Mm. Yikes. Mm. Um, Donovan yeah, Mitchell. That, yep. Yep. 
flashes across, mm-hmm. one third of his face becomes Dwayne Wade. I'm like, yeah, yeah, cool, cool, fair enough. Okay, that's he's modelled his game after him. Dwayne Wade's just bought the into the Jazz. Like, I get it. Yeah. Then the second third of his face becomes young Kobe Bryant. I'm like, hang on a second. Not seeing any Kobe in his game. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay, 2K, you just needed to get Kobe's face on there. You're still mm-hmm. trying to profit off his likeness. Mm-hmm. Don't mm-hmm. agree with it, but I understand why. Mm-hmm. The last, the final third becomes Michael Jordan. I'm like, what? <laughs> what are we talking about? Is Donovan Mitchell <laughs> one third Kobe, one third MJ, and one third Dwayne Wade? What? I it's don't think we have that have seen that yet. Yeah, no, no, that doesn't um you know, LeBron got a bit of Magic Johnson vibes with some flashy passes. I totally get it. Totally get it. Donovan Mitchell, what an overreact 2K. That's, that is crazy talk to me. It was like they just ran out of footage and they're like, quick, we need to get Kobe and MJ in there. Let's, let's Yeah, Donovan, you can have him, whatever. Like, they had Jason Tatum in the, in the clip. Like, you could have done Kobe comparisons with him. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. Anyway. He's openly, uh, openly come out and you know, said half his game is hundred percent. Anyway, uh, off my high horse. Okay, you you're back. Sit, down. sit on the medium horse. Back, back down now. You're back. What, who are we talking about? The Pistons. We're actually talking about the Pistons. <laughs> How did we and talk about two K? Hi, hopes. I did say when we did the draft pod, this team's going to be fun to watch, and I maintain that. From what I saw of Cade Cunningham and uh, Killian in what was it called? I was going to say preseason summer league. Thanks, Mel. They're fun. Yeah. I really like them together. And I mean, you got a young gritty team here with Sadiq Bay, Jeremy Grant, Isaiah Stewart up front. There's so many reasons to just tune in and watch this team play, even if you're not a Pistons fan. And we haven't said that about the Pistons for a long time. Oh. No. And even when the Pistons were good, if you didn't follow them, you probably weren't watching them. Because it was not... It, it's like the Grit and Growing Grizzlies. If you weren't a fan of that team, you weren't watching them. Because, you know, to the neutral fan or to the younger generation, it was boring basketball. Yeah, it seems as if the the Pistons have sort of built a couple of championship runs off... off Basically, off teams that weren't necessarily, you know, sexy, you know, gorgeous basketball that you loved. Like, you know, back in the Isaiah days, it was all, you know, they just beat up. You know, you had that genuine, whenever the word thug gets sort of thrown around there, I see Lambeer. I see Kelly Olenek. Okay, watch some Lambeer footage. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, 100%. I I get it. I get Uh, it. And then just ask MJ. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then you know, then you got the the Rip and the Wallace. Mm. You know, it wasn't both necess- Wallaces. Yes, and it wasn't necessarily the, the sexiest basketball, but it got it done. Mm. It was boring as hell basketball, mm. but they got it done. Mm. They got a chip. This so. is going to be the exact opposite. This is going to be really fun basketball, 
but they will not get it done. Not this year. Cool, cool. Well, you know, they've, they've got a couple of young pieces they need to develop, so, you know, some good, fun basketball, keep them interested, and then slowly build more bits around, you know, what, what the Grizzlies are trying to do, I suppose. Are doing. They've got a lot of players. Youngest team to make the playoffs in many, many years. Uh-huh, but, uh-huh, uh-huh. as yep. said, Pistons fans... Uh-huh. It's only as far as the Grizzlies seem to go, just the playoffs. It's okay. You got to start somewhere. So Pistons fans, aiming for a silver ball. Here we go. We're <laughs> going to shoot another one. <laughs> Get all your shots out, Mao. Any more? No, no, I'll wait until your mid sentence. Go on, go go. No, what were you saying? No, who was talking? You were. Oh, I can't remember. You interrupted too many times. Oh, good stuff. <laughs> You're welcome, listeners. <laughs> um, tune in and watch the Pistons because. Yeah, that'll be fun to watch. Pistons fans, you've finally got a reason to be excited. So tune in, watch this team. If you're one of those League Pass freaks like me that just loves watching highlights and and keeping up with all the teams, you know, if you're tuning into Hornets, Hawks, Grizzlies, these young teams, add the Pistons to your list. Don't expect them to win many games, but expect some really fun moments. And they'll, they'll knock off a few of the big teams throughout the year, I suspect. And if you are a Pistons fan and you get the chance to go to a game, don't run down nine flights of stairs when the Pacers are in town <laughs> and, you know, go on the court and face up. Uh, just don't. Don't do that. Don't do that. Speaking of the Pacers. Speaking of the Pacers. <laughs> Great segue. I know, right? right. Uh, Not a of, huge off-season for them, but massive at the same time. A little bit. A little bit. Who'd they, who'd they get, mate? So they lost Dougie McBuckets. He's off to play with the Spurs. He's just—he's the perfect pop player. He's San Antonio, one yeah. of your favourite cities. Yeah, lovely creek. <laughs> As a friend of the show, Michaela, uh, alluded to. Hey, I like the place. But anyway, I'm a simple man. Apparently, it's a simple town, but that's okay. <laughs> I think it's beautiful. But the Pacers—they drafted Chris Duarte at number twenty-two, who most mocks were having him. 15 to 18 range he's a good player and he played well in the summer league he will get rotational minutes on this team even though it's quite deep at the wing spot he's this typical classic oregon player and i don't mean to be a homer but gives me a lot of dylan brooks vibes dylan Dylan. brooks was the same thing came through he did his he's did his time at oregon Great defensive player, NBA ready, not going to be a superstar, but he's going to give you really good minutes. And I think Chris Duarte is going to do the same thing, albeit maybe not at the same level. So, of course, through free agency, signed Tory Craig. Yeah. Yep, one of our favorite players. And, of course, Kiefer Sykes uh, had that Exhibit 10 deal. Uh, which got guaranteed today. So he got paid, I think it was 50 grand cash. So well done to Kiefer. You've got TJ Warren to come back, which is like a new signing for them, having missed him last season, mm-hmm. to pair up with Karis Levert. So they haven't played together yet. Um, how do you think they're looking now, the, the Pacers? They're just a... Sorry, they've got a new coach as well, which... 
we failed yes. to mention. <clears throat> they got rid of Nate, didn't they? Yeah. In came, um, they got rid of both Nates. Mm. <laughs> and in comes Rick Carlisle from Dallas. So how do you think paces will go? Better, worse, same? Uh, look, I think they'll, they'll catch a bump this year off, uh, off the new coach bump. Mm-hmm. Um, which you know, I'm not the first person to talk about that. That that typically does happen initially. Um, it'll be interesting to see how how long the paces will stick with Coach Carlisle if things don't appear to be going that well in the first six mm-hmm. you know six months. Um, you know, Coach Carlisle's very good. Like he's a he's a solid coach. Done good things, um, but you know he he's at the paces effectively because things didn't work out with uh, with Cuban and the the plan for Luca, and they wanted to you know go a, go a different way and really capitalize quickly and didn't want to wait all the all that time that they waited with Dirk. You know they they just waited way too long and they only got one chip out of that with Luca. They're really looking to push now and go hard and often as much as they can over the next few years. Um, but for the Pacers, I can't see them, I can't see them firing up, you know, into that conference finals level. Um, but I could see them getting into the play-in tournament, you know, a, a little bit higher, possibly even a, you know, a, a low-level playoff, you know, spot landing in that seven eight sort of range and then maybe building from there um but for mind yeah that that's kind of as about as high as i see them going this year i think they need some they need some bigger pieces or the pieces they've got to really start firing which i can't see but i'll be happily surprised if they I've got them a little bit higher than you, Mal. I've got them sort of in that five, six, seven spot. So, I mean, we'll we'll do a full standings prediction in a few weeks. But, yeah, Mm -hmm. I've got them a few places higher than you do. But I don't think they're going to shock the world and win a championship or anything like that. No, but uh, I have been a little bit negative on teams (laughs) the last couple of weeks. So, we'll see how we go. All right, time to come home to the league we love. They play that sweet, sweet deed, just not at the moment. Mm-hmm. Mm. We are currently in off-season, obviously. So uh, where are we going to start first this week, mate? Let's head over to Radelaide for 36ers. Hey, so Adelaide. Lots of big changes out there this season. They've totally revamped their roster. Yeah. Huge turnover. Mm-hmm. 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 And, uh, yeah. But head coach has got it, right? I... Yes. That's the name of the head coach right now. Yeah, head coach. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So all these new signings coming in, probably some of them wanted to play for staff that were already there, and now it's all gone to hell. Yeah. Not, not the start to the season that they probably wanted. Mm. But look, there's some pretty good contenders up for that job. So I'm sure Adelaide will make a strong decision to bring in a coach for their future. Mm. 
But look, you know, you've got Mitch McCarron, who's just the engine of a championship team in the past season. You got Dusty Hannes coming over from America. Uh, some may say second most famous Dusty in Australia. We like to think he's the most. Yeah, give him a couple of weeks. He'll bring those others around. Yeah, well, you know, there's no no other Dusty playing any sport right now. So so technically there's none. Oh, that might sound bad. That wasn't actually a shot at Dusty. That was a shot at Richmond. I actually just forgot for a second. Dusty got hurt pretty bad <laughs> on the Gold Coast. <laughs> Uh, and that is not a shot at him personally. <laughs> that was more so at Richmond not making finals. But wow, <laughs> sorry, Dusty. <laughs> <laughs> you know we we got your apology. That came through loud and clear <laughs> and fast, <laughs> so fast. Oh. Yeah, oh. he got absolutely cracked by Robbo against the Lions. But these things happen. Uh, so Dusty Hunter's coming in. You got uh, Malou from up in Mackay in NBL One North. He's yeah, heading manual. down there. Yeah, mm. great pickup. I mean, we loved his game. Unfortunately, the only times we've seen it is in wins against our Caps. But I, well, sorry, when we've seen it live in stadium, of course. I mean, we've watched uh, many games that are streamed. Mm. But yeah, he's going to bring a new element to there. You've got youngster in Mo King. You've got another youngster who's. Really, 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 really tall. Really, really. Yeah, mm. huge. Mm. Kai Soto. And I actually rate the signing of Duffelmeyer to give, uh, I assume he'll be McCarron's backup. But that's a very strong signing that's gone quite under the radar. And of course, you still got big, big Johnson in the middle. You can't go wrong. Uh, big solid Johnson in the middle. That's what you're after. I think... I don't know if it's just because I've spent a few years watching Dusty Hunters, but I feel like his move to Adelaide has also gone extremely under the radar mm. for the level of talent he's bringing. He was the best free throw shooter in the G League. I, I know that's not, you know, the best score or anything, but he was named in the, the G League All-NBA team. And he, he was one of the best shooters in the country in college and in the G League, he's a bucket. And I think he's going to enjoy playing over here. I, I really think he and McCarron are going to be quite a force to handle in that backcourt. Mm. And this Adelaide team, look, if I'm putting money on a championship winner, maybe not them as we record, but they're going to be there. I think they're going to make finals. Yeah. I, yeah. I I do like this team on paper. Look, there's a lot of there's a lot of questions still over the 36ers. I mean, they're a little bit like Perth last week when we talked. There's there's a lot still a lot of questions over Perth. There's a lot of questions on how some of these pieces are going to come together and without a head coach as yet. Mm. It's a little tough to lock anything in. Um I say that, but I was pretty happy to lock things in last week. <laughs> uh, but look, I, I I definitely feel as if they're going to be a lot more positive this year. I mean, you know, they, yes, they had, you know, Giddy and, but some of those games towards the end, once they yanked Giddy, 
they weren't pretty to watch. Mm. There wasn't a whole heap of cohesion. There was, you know, moments of players storming off the court, you know, getting tech fouls for no real apparent reason apart from frustration with the situation um, and possibly even frustration with staff. Um, Yeah, it wasn't necessarily a a pretty team there at the end. So I'm not totally surprised by the fact that they've, you know, They've decided to part ways with the coach and find a new one. You know, they've they've got a lot of interesting signings here and they want to get this right. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, you know, I, I think there's there's a lot of upside here, um, you know, and a bit of depth as well. Like, behind, as you say, behind McCarran, you've got Duffelmite now. McCarran, as we saw in when he played for the Wizards, not afraid to throw the ball around, you know, like he did for with the uh, with United all last year. More than happy to fill up the assist column. Oh, he'd rather have twenty assists than twenty points. Yeah, any day. Yeah, and if you've got you know uh, a more of a veteran star coming in who's happy to do that with some younger pieces who are talented. That has the that has some serious upside potential, mm-hmm. so yeah, that'll be very interesting um, uh, as we move forward. But again, I want to know who's coaching them, mm. you know, because that changes well, effectively everything. You know, coach le- coaches lead, players then follow the game plan, or don't. Hashtag. But- Free Mo King, unleash this kid. <laughs> he can go. Yeah, he's he's he was going to be a bucket. in cans, but mm. now down in Adelaide, fresh start. Let those chains off. Let him ball because he absolutely can. Yep. The next team now. The team I'm totally overreacting to straight away. Oh lordy! Title favourites. <laughs> Brit, no. Sydney Kings. Yes. If they're not hot favourites, I, I don't know why. Because mm. this roster they've suddenly put together, good grief. Mm. They are going to be a problem. Mm. So Jalen Adams has just come in from the States, had time with the Bucks. He was a rotation NBA player in 2019 for the Hawks, Atlanta. Yep. He can get buckets, <laughs> and he's absolutely going to. This, of course, meant the end of an era with Casper Ware leaving, though. So, as we it record, did. unsigned, mm. doesn't have a team. May change by the time we finish recording. Who knows? Yep. Uh, but as of right now, Jalen Adams in. RJ Hunter comes mm. in. He was a first-round pick in the yep. NBA. Former Celtic. Watched him yeah. play quite a few times. And despite that, he's still pretty good. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when this first got signed, I got asked by a few, you know, you know, what was he like, you know, back in the day? I always felt like I was left wanting a bit more when he played for the Celtics. Um, but he still had moments. But there was always that just, you know, it, it wasn't necessarily consistent. And kid was talented, though. You no, know, the kid is definitely talented. And 
let's be honest, you know, the NBA game is not like the NBL game. You know, it, it's, it's a very different way of playing basketball. Will that suit RJ? Look, quite possibly. You know, he's, he's not the young man he necessarily was a few years ago. Mm. You know, he's, he's traveled. He's, he's gone some places. Um, can't stop the Kings. This could be the, you know, this could be what gets him back to the big show. Or he might, you know, stick around for a couple of years. Yeah, and just like Dusty Hunters, he can shoot the lights out of an arena. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. When watch out for him. When he catches fire, look out. You got Drell Martin returning, one of the better bigs in the league. McCool Maker coming in as mm. well, add depth to that big spot. I mean, this team is just absolutely loaded right now, and mm. they're ready to compete for that championship. They should be finishing first, second, third, end of the fo- uh, regular season, heading into finals. They should be right up there with favourites to win it all, in my opinion. Well, one of the big things they have going for them is they know who their head coach is. Yes, yes. <laughs> You're not wrong. Well, yeah, thank you. Thank you. It's you heard, not, it's heard not it head first. coach. <laughs> no, it's not just head coach. Um, you know, Chase Buford in that spot at the moment. And look, my only real sort of issue with the, the Kings roster is... You know, Jared Weeks isn't returning. You know, apart from that, I think they've made a lot of really good decisions. So might be a good move for Weeksy. Could be down the Jack Jumpers. Mm. You no, know? maybe, maybe. Right. But uh, yeah, definitely. Look, I'll let you make the predictions this week. I did such a bang up job of it last <laughs> week. Um, definitely yeah. a lot of upside there, though. Um, some really good signings, kept really good pieces. You know, things look to be heading in the right directions after a less than ideal season last year, let's be honest. Yep, fair enough. Um, well, that, that's a wrap on our two NBL teams for the week. We'll be back next week with the next two teams, of course. And before we sign off for the, for the week now... Had a bit of NBL One North finals on the weekend. We're back. Surely did. Yeah. Community back. basketball, baby. Yeah. I mean, look, there's still quite a few games, so we won't go in depth with all of them just yet. Maybe next round, semifinals. Yep. Um, but just to go through the games, maybe a few little highlights. The women's. So first game up was Spartans versus Wizards. Mm-hmm. Undefeated Spartans. The two Maddies kept it that way yes. both on triple double alert <laughs> and look the wizards kept it pretty close for the first half got away from them in the second half the spartans team is just so talented it's got so much depth uh and they just got the job done in the second half of that one they surely did ah uh, logan thunder next <laughs> yeah unfortunately they took down the uh you know they took down the Caps there. Um, Caps yeah, had a very thanks, short bench. Friend of the show, Michaela Roof. Yep. We told you to go easy on us. We did not mean grab 23 rebounds when we said go easy on us. No, uh, we certainly didn't mention any of those three rather big blocks as well. They were not brought up as a go and do that. 
Um, yeah, it uh, got a little bit out of hand in the end, 87-29. Um, Caps did their best with a very short roster. They is. did. They did. Yeah, um, they battled. But. Not that you see that every day, but that scoreline is actually, uh, Logan Thunder actually tripled the Caps score. Hmm. Perfectly. <laughs> yep. Little little mathematical I'd say thank then. you, but that's really upsetting. But yeah. the Caps will be back next yep. season. Sure you will. heard it here first. Mm-hmm. They'll be back on the redemption tour. We just got to start conning more guests into signing with us. <laughs> <laughs> but look, Caps girls, great season. They had they were struck down by injuries. They've had a few players leave for college, mm-hmm. and they've just continually adapted. Brought next next woman up. Um, they've done their best, and, and look, making the finals, having a good go of it. Nothing to be ashamed about. Really proud of the girls. We'll be back next season. Next game up, friend of the show, young Stephanie Reed. Mm, didn't she have a game? Woo-hoo-hoo. Not just triple-double alert. She was alert. Triple-double. 17, 12, and 12, leading her team right past the Gold Coast Rollers. They could not extinguish the flames, so Townsville Badoosh. rolled on. Mm-hmm. They should, certainly <laughs> did, yeah. This is waiting for the crickets. Yeah. <laughs> um, but well done to Steph. Uh, great win. Steph and the team, obviously. Mm. Um, they'll move on. We'll get to the matchups in a minute. There was one more game, though. Indeed, Mackay took down the Sunshine Coast Phoenix. The return of Kayla, George, mm-hmm. after mm-hmm. the Olympics. Yep. And, yeah, got it done. 78-56 in the end. It... Uh, yeah, you know, just what Mackay has been doing all season. They were able to you know, get Michaela back and did it again yeah, against the Phoenix. It, it was really a second-half push. Like, the Phoenix led at halftime. Mm. Uh, not by much. There was a couple points in it, but they led. And, look, Heidi Freeburn, Chelsea Brook, both massive with the points. Kayla George... 19 rebounds and five steals, just mm. being an absolute anchor on the defense there. So, um, look, next round, semifinals coming up this weekend. We have the Spartans up against Mackay down here in Brisbane, as well as Logan versus Townsville, also down here in Brisbane. So, you can check those games out. At Spartans, 5 p.m. on Saturday, or uh, head over to Logan at 6 p.m. on Saturday. If you're really super quick, you m- you will be able to make both. Righto, Tiger. <laughs> like, yeah, you may make the third or fourth quarter of the second <laughs> game. But, yeah, you definitely won't be able to see the tip-off for both live. But No, um, no. Not unless you miss the end of the first game. Definitely pick one. Get out there and watch it. It's hard for me to really pick. I mean, the Spartans and Mackay have some really good bigs going head-to-head. Logan and Townsville. Steph Reed versus um, Michaela Can is going to be exciting. I-, I can't choose personally. So you're all going to have to do it yourselves. <laughs> yeah. 
I like that little girl from the old was it uh, the taco ad. Why don't we just have both? Yeah, well, go go to one, stream the other. Yep, it's problem what we solved, did. mate. Problem solved. It's what we did last week. Yep, worked a treat. Speaking of that, the men mail. Yes. All right, Gold Coast Rollers, 72. Fortunately, knocked out by Rip City and Tenerife. <sighs> Tenerife? No, that's... <laughs> Tenerife. <laughs> Tenerife is a very good geography. Great place. <laughs> Tenor Krebs, obviously. Um, had himself a game. And yeah, unfortunately, uh, Gold Coast just couldn't get it done down the stretch. It was uh, just. Yeah, Jace had a triple double <laughs> very quietly. Yeah. I don't think that really. Um, got out there too much, but didn't really have the horses come with him, unfortunately. And no. the whole Anthony Drimmick injury just sort of leaves a, a big what if over this season for Gold Coast. Mm. And we may find out the answer next season. Possibly. Possibly. But Eric McAllister and Tanner Krebs get it done. They move on forward. Uh, the next game we're there live for. Logan and Spartans. We were indeed. We were indeed. Uh, we had, this was the game. This was the game where uh, Lamar was given basically free reign. Go get it. Get it done. Mm. Fortunately, just couldn't, couldn't get hot. Not couldn't in the first hot. half. Like he got no. it going in the second half, but... The game was never really in reach for the Spartans, unfortunately. They, they had a furious fourth quarter dropping 38 points, but um, they hadn't won a quarter before that. So the game was all but done. And look, Jeremy Kendall, this guy's a star. <laughs> he's, mm. he's so good. He needs a contract in the NBL. Please, someone, get this man a contract. He, like, we've seen him live in person a few times, and every time he's been by a wide margin the best player on the court. Yeah. And another thing that we love is he, had, he attempted nine free throws. He made nine free mm, throws. Mm, mm. Like, you know. Delish. Yes. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. But, uh, yeah, no, this this one didn't, didn't feel... Uh, didn't feel close from the jump. Um, it was unfortunately not necessarily over. Uh, at halftime, Spartans still within a chance, but Logan just, just, just too strong. Just mm. too strong. Mm-hmm. Whilst uh, we were at this game live, we were also streaming our, our boys from Brizzy, the Caps. They were up in Mackay taking on the Meteors. Yes, went about went a bit, you know, backwards and forwards there for a while, and then it sort of hovered around that sort of 10, 12, 13 mark, and we're in touch, and uh, just kind of stayed around that 10, 12, 10 mark, and mm-hmm. then that's unfortunately right where it ended. And it was, Chris Cedar, oh, mm, 37 points, 7 mm. of 11 from deep. Give me four steals in there. He just absolutely cooked our boys, unfortunately. Um, but, you know, Stoddy, 
did his thing, got some buckets, yep. kept us in it. Um, everyone else sort of pitched in by committee as both Capitals teams have done this season. But unfortunately, although they stayed in it all game, just couldn't quite get over the line. Um, so again, another great season for our Caps boys. Didn't come up trumps this time, but we know the Caps, they will reload. They will be back next year and we will be there for them. That got really deep and emotional, <laughs> didn't it? Didn't mean it to sound like that, but do, do if the boot a, fits. Do you need a tissue or are you good? Just a hug. <laughs> Just one big future NBL star Tim Sung hug. Oh, okay. thank God. I thought you wanted a hug from me. I was gonna say. No, someone important. <clears throat> Whoa. Got feelings. Righto. All right. Uh, final game. We had the Townsville Heat taken down by the Cairns Dolphins. Mm. 69 to Townsville, 85 to Cairns. Just got it done. Yeah, uh, Deborah George just mm. throwing back the clock, mm. giving you 24 points. He played just about every second of this game. He was amazing. He was all over the place. So Townsville you know, right there, slightly ahead um, at half, but mm. then Cairns just bang, bang, last two quarters, filled it up. Their defense in the fourth quarter was just phenomenal. Mm. I mean, Townsville just couldn't get a bucket, and Cairns – Take home the Battle of the North. Mm-hmm. So, semi-finals now. Yeah. We have, on Saturday night, Logan hosting another uh, doubleheader. So, straight after their women's game, the Logan men will play the Cairns Marlins at 8 o'clock. Meanwhile, up in Mackay, Tanner Krebs and his Rip City crew will be giving it their best shot against the Meteors also at 8 p.m. So attend one and stream one is my recommendation. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, of course... You you will not be able to make both games. (laughs) Not even the third or fourth quarter. So remember, you can stream these all on the MBL One website or the MBL app. And the finals, the best of three finals coming up, you could will also be able to catch them on KO. Yes. And if you want to hear special broadcast commentary from Mel and I, come to our house <laughs> and we will do that for you. But we will not be on the stream, unfortunately. No. Not this year. Not this year. Not this year. That's all right. Maybe next year. Hashtag speak it into existence. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm We're coming. Mm-hmm. We're coming. Yep. All right. 2032. That's it. We got, yeah. we got uh, tunnel vision. <laughs> so, NBL One North recapped. Done. Seal it. Ball don't lie. That ball don't lie. Ball don't lie, Australia listeners. We have yet another guest lined up for you this week. Joining us on the phone is current Brisbane Bullets and Red City Raw player, Kian Dennis. Kian, thank you for joining us this week. We're really excited to have you on board and looking forward to what's to come in this interview. Yeah, no problem. Really excited to be here. It should be good. Yeah, looking forward to it. So, um, not sure if you're aware or not, but you were put on to us by Isaac White, who uh, we had on the show a few weeks ago. And uh, he was telling us about some scrimmages that he was having with you and a, a few other 
secret unnamed players uh, gave me shades of these like uh, Space Jam scrimmages Michael Jordan used to have in the 90s. So <laughs> do, you, do you want to talk about these little scrimmages at all? Is there anything you can tell us about who was there and anything you've been working on? Uh, yeah, definitely. So there's obviously been like a lot of uh, NBA, like high NBA one boys coming through. Um to where the Bullets train, so Greg Vanderjack and CJ Bruton set it up just because of COVID and stuff, and a lot of us haven't really been training every single day during NBL 1, so they set it up just to have some scrimmages and see us, like, see us play in front of them and get the best players all around just to play against each other. So, yeah, we had Isaac White there and stuff, and we had a few other like high NBL guys, and then... Isaiah Moss and Lamar Patterson were there as well, so they scrimmaged for a little bit, which was really good. Uh, but yeah, it's just really good to get out there and start playing basketball again, like with the really high-level players, and show the Bulls and Bulls coaches that we're ready to come back. We're we're ready, like we've worked on what we needed to work on in the off season, which is our NBL one season, and yeah, it's just been really fun. Really, like a lot of the guys there, we kind of have fun with it at the same time so yeah it's pretty awesome yeah sounds exciting and um you might have to talk to the boys so i'm not sure but my group chat notifications didn't go off alerting me of these runs but um <laughs> i guess it was the wrong group chat but maybe I'm next pretty time pretty sure i know why but that's okay that's okay <laughs> hey well we had us there on the show a couple weeks ago we're pretty much best friends now so i'll get in next time <laughs> oh, definitely. I, I, he'll probably let them through. He's one of the, he's like one of the nicest guys I've ever met from America. So. Isn't he? He's yeah, unreal. He's Bullets have a real one there. Yeah, definitely. Um, all right, mate. Well, thanks for sharing uh, <laughs> your experiences with those scrimmages. Um, Isaac told us you, you love a bit of a chat, so I guess you're going to enjoy the next half an hour or so with us. Yeah, um, definitely. Sorry, what were <laughs> you going to say something there? Uh, I was going to say, I'm not surprised that Isaac said that. He, he loves to talk as well. So, <laughs> me and him just have a lot of chats together all the time. Yeah, uh, he was a great guest. Um, yeah, really enjoyed talking to him. Uh, didn't enjoy him destroying our capitals, though, for Ipswich, but that's all right. <laughs> yeah. That's so good. That's so, good. That's <laughs> um, so, look, Kian, we'll uh, kick off in your early days. Uh, from what I've read, you, you weren't always in love with the game of basketball. Um, you didn't come on super late, but given most kids are playing basketball at a much younger age, what what sort of led you to pick up a ball and decide this is what you want to do moving forward? Uh, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of out of nowhere. But um, this was when I was still living in Sunshine Coast with my brother, and we were still playing that league, but we were just super tall and a lot different from a lot of rugby league players, obviously. And my mum was working from home at the time as a hairdresser, and one of her clients was a massive basketball coach in Sunnyhurst. And she just told us to come down and play a game one day, and then yeah, me and my older brother just really kind of fell in love with the game and really kicked off from there. Started going to training every day. Um, a year later, I made my first under-12 Queensland team. Um, and yeah, just realistically, just kind of fell into place, like, my family even said, like, yeah, you're kind of a natural at it, considering they're all country kids who play rugby league and stuff, which was pretty awesome that I can change it up and do something different for my family. Yeah. 
Awesome. Um, did you want to give your junior club and coaches a shout-out at all? Yeah, definitely. So, uh, obviously, Sunshine Coach Rip was my first ever team that I played for. Yep. Um, so, that's where I first started. And my first ever coach, uh, Danny McNaughton, she, um, she was my under-12s coach. My, she taught me everything I really needed to know about basketball. And she grew up kind of being like an auntie to me. And she made me fall in love with the game and helped me. Like, I still keep in contact with her now. She still tells me what I need to work on. Still is like, oh, you need to get better at shooting, these types of things. So, yeah, she's probably one of the biggest influences for coaching. And then my next biggest coach would have been my high school coach, uh, Mike Andabazo. Yes, uh, we're going to bring him up, the big man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's, he'd, he'd be my favorite coach of all time. So, yeah, I, I knew he'd probably come up in, in this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> so, that was at Brisbane Boys College, yeah? Is that, yeah. Yeah, so I did want to ask you a question about that. Like, I, I don't know him personally, but I've seen him around basketball for at least the last decade here in Brisbane. And I used to watch him at rep trainings, and he would, like, jump in like they're 13 16 18 didn't matter he'd jump in and scrimmage the teams does does he still do that now or um he doesn't do it as much anymore yeah uh it's kind of when i was in year 12 that's kind of his last year where he kind of jumped in right but when i first moved to the school he was jumping in with all the seniors and destroying all of us like <laughs> he'd dunk on all of us break all our ankles just be absolutely insane <laughs> Yeah, like, I've seen him dunk on, like, 14, 15-year-olds. Like, he's just ruthless, but oh, like yeah, that's, such a good coach, yeah. though, to do things like that. Oh, yeah, when you're younger, it's just fun because it, like, makes you fall in love with the game more as well because you're like, oh, my coach is doing that, and he's still laughing about it and having jokes with us. <laughs> so maybe we can do that when we're older and stuff. So. Yeah, nice. Awesome. <clears throat> well, in, in 2018, uh, back a couple of years now, uh, you participated mm. in the FIBA Under-18 Asia Cup, ended up with bronze. And yeah. during that whole tournament, you took down China. Like, what are some of your big takeaways from that whole experience? Um, probably the biggest takeaway that I got from that tournament was, um, like, how hard international competition is. Yeah. Like, it's not – so it's like, obviously, when you're just in Australia, it's – you kind of know everyone, you know what everyone's going to do, but when you get overseas and you start playing against these guys who are also the best players in their country, you don't know what to expect from them because they've grown up a lot different from us. Like, um, obviously in Australia, we go up kind of following like the old guys who defend and get after it with diving balls and just hustle, hustle, hustle. Yep. But then you go against like the, a lot of the Asian countries who it's more, they're more like up and in trying to just foul you to get the ball. It's not like they're not playing proper defense. It's more trying to foul you and then just go back and score because that's how they grew up is just scoring. So it's definitely not different, but it's it's really fun. And I, I loved it. Like getting to represent my country was one of the greatest things I could probably say. Yeah, it's definitely something that I've I've always wanted to do. Unfortunately, basketball talent um, – you know, never quite had enough of it. But uh, <laughs> whenever I whenever I see the Olympics or anything, I still get delusions of grandeur. You know, proper Star Wars mm. style. Like it just <laughs> comes back every time I see an Australian team. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, and don't worry, Mel. I think we will represent Australia one day at the 
Brisbane Olympics as commentators. So. I thought you were going to say dodgeball, but yeah, okay. <laughs> that's, that'd, that'd be awesome if dodgeball was in the Olympics. No, no, we're, we're going to commentate the basketball. Hashtag talk it into existence. <laughs> Love it. Uh-huh. We got Sobe on the boomers. Next up, we're commentating the Olympics. Um, <laughs> so after that, um, you were one of 90 players invited to this Nike All-Asia camp in China. And I think I read somewhere that Cole Kuzma was present at there. Is that right? Yeah, Kuzma's there. Yeah. So, look, very limited reading I could find on this. But since we've got you on the blower, can you tell us a bit about who else was there and, and what were some of the main things you took away from that camp? Uh, yeah, so the two NBA players that were there were um, Josh Okugi and Kyle Kuzma. So those two were like the kind of the star guests who got involved and helped us like teach us what we needed to know to kind of make the NBA, which was really awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a couple of the other players. So from Australia, we had uh, Luke Travers, who's a big one. Yep. So me and him, me and him were there together. And there was a couple of few other Australian boys and some New Zealand boys. Uh, there was obviously a lot of Chinese boys there and a few other like kids from around like the that region and stuff. So yeah, it was really awesome. Um it was kind of just like a normal selection camp realistically, like the way they run it, like the first three days were just learning skills in your position, um, shooting, testing, stuff like that, learning how to build muscle without using a gym. And then we also got into a lot of games. So they had like a draw. They picked player, like each coach picked a player, went through it, and then just played a full tournament. And then they kind of run it like an all-star weekend at the end. So we had a dunk contest, a three-point contest, uh, all-star game. And yeah, it was, really, it was really awesome. Like I remember um, I, I entered the dunk contest, which yeah, is pretty I was silly. Say, I bet you did. <laughs> yeah, I thought I thought I would win it. But I forgot that Mo King was there as well. And then uh, oh. just, he just pulled out some crazy crazy stuff that Mo always pulls out. Like, I was just like, yeah, I'm not going to win this. I might as well just uh, play basketball here instead, which was pretty awesome. Did you yeah, get, so there was that. Sorry, mate. While you were there, did you get to um, sort of get out of the stadium and see any of the other parts of, of China or even just, you know, just go and tour some of the streets nearby sort of stuff? Yeah, we did. So, like, kind of our group, which was just the Australian and New Zealand boys, we stuck, we stuck together the whole time. We went and ate at a couple of restaurants. We went to a couple of supermarkets just to see what it's like. Like, oh, totally had different laughers over there. It's, it was unbelievable. Like, we were walking through, and we were just like, we, had, we didn't understand a lot of it. Like, we are like, this, this stuff would never happen in Australia. Like, how kind of, like, dirty it was in some areas, but then... 20 meters across the road it was super super nice and you're like wow it's big, it's really different but it, and at the end it was a really cool experience just to be able to walk around the streets and obviously because we're all quite tall all these chinese people were staring at us as well so that was a bit weird it is genuinely a magical uh place that i and that i've been to a few times it's just completely different um it's and they love their basketball. They absolutely love their basketball. So. Oh, yeah, they definitely do. I um, remember because we uh, had like an award, like an award ceremony right at the end. And 
Um, so I won like the and my most outstanding player award. I remember just looking over at one of the Chinese boys who was just like crying his eyes out because he didn't win it. And you just realize like how much it actually means to them and stuff. So mm. I was like, yeah, uh, I felt really bad. So I can't like I went up to him and gave him a hug and everything as well. But like I was like, yeah, like we like I understand how much this means to you and stuff. Yeah, I actually once was walking wearing a, and almost ashamed to say it now that I've trash talked to me a little bit, I was actually wearing a Kobe jersey and someone literally came up to me on the street and said, oh, Kobe's my favourite player. And it was almost as if he wanted me to tell Kobe. Like it was, it was, it, it, it was weird, but they just genuinely have this love for basketball that we don't, I've never really, you know, seen here as openly as I saw it when I've travelled there. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, obviously a lot of them knew Coos. So every time Coos, like, left the building, he kind of had to have, a, like, a security guard with him and stuff so they wouldn't mob him and stuff, which was really <laughs> weird for us to see because we're like, oh, this never happens in Australia. But obviously <laughs> over there it happens all the time when they go over there. They, they do love their basketball, as Mal said, and... They especially love little bald blokes that play basketball. So hopefully in a few years when I've finished the look, I'll uh, head on over and see if I can get myself a statue. But uh, I can make it. I reckon they probably would. I did have one more follow-up question from this camp, and I didn't think we'd talk about the camp for this long. But um, you hear all the time NBA players at these like AAU tournaments and camps they, they get given a number and they get like this chip on their shoulder that that number, you know, whether it's 242 or whatever, that's their ranking. And you just hear this, like I remember a Tracy McGrady quote of something similar and they, they say they hold this as a chip on their shoulder as they're a bit offended that was their ranking. Um, do you remember, you mentioned the draft earlier, do you remember which coach took you and whereabouts you fell and were you a bit dirty about some people taken earlier than you? Um, oh, we didn't actually get to see the draft, oh. but I will, which was on time, but I remember the exact number that That's they gave me. TV. <laughs> oh yeah. I, I just remember cause we were sitting there and they handed out jerseys and all of our jerseys had like a number on them. Mm. I got number 36 and I was like, is this what you're ranking me or something? And I was like, Oof. surely I'm better than a lot of these guys. And I, I kind of took offense to that. Yes. And then <laughs> I was like, yeah, well, I kind of want to prove to you guys that. I'm one of the best players here. Like, I should be number one. I should be number two, at least. That's and exactly then, yeah. what we want to hear. Perfect. Yeah. I think me and LT both kind of thought that because I think he was 35 and I was 36. Oof. And we didn't, we, didn't think any, we didn't think anything of it apart from our rankings. Maybe then, they measured the length yeah. of your hair and that was something to do with the number. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, I think his hair was a little bit longer than mine back then. Oh. I think I still had the mullet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this year you've you've come back and you've played NBL one with Red City. Uh, what have been some of your big takeaways from this from the NBL one season? Oh, um, some of the big ones were for me was the level of competition between NBL one and NBL isn't that big. Like it's yep. really not like that much of a difference. Like. It's one shot difference from making the NBL to being a high level NBL one player. That was probably like the biggest thing that I kind of noticed. But other than that, the physicality 
that a lot of like the younger guys who just like just made the NBA one team this year or something they don't realize like obviously being in the NBA one it's kind of the pathway to make the NBL so all these guys who haven't been in the NBL yet but really want to make it they're coming in with a chip on their shoulder ready to fight you basically to get the position that they want yep and I remember I was talking to um Jamal Robito who's one of my Mm -hmm. really good mates and yeah we were just talking about it how like how different it is from QSL last year to NBL one this year where it's like you might be really good friends off the court but as soon as you step on the court there's blood there's anything that's going to happen like it's just it goes crazy and a lot of the young guys who came through even on our team didn't understand that it was going to be like that and yeah that's probably like a massive thing in the NBL one that I noticed as well well that does bode well for you then mate because you've had uh, a really nice season you've averaged 20 points and you've had some big games too um 34 versus Phoenix and 27 against the winners uh, sorry the, the winners the wizards <laughs> You've had yourself quite a good season. Yeah, oh, I got I got pretty lucky because obviously um, playing like in the NBL with Sobe and all that, I knew what was going to happen. Like I knew it was going to be really tough, and kind of what I worked on. That's that's the reason I went to Red City Raw as well because I knew like they told me what I was getting myself into. They told me I'd be one of the top guys. I would have to help them lead the team. And yeah, I just took that on board and was like, yeah, well, I'll do whatever I have to. If I have to, if I have to drop my shoulder into people to win the game, I, I'll try to. And once I realized I was playing with Kobe and Gal White and DJ, Miguel White, like everything fell into place for us. And we just couldn't really get into the swing of things by ourselves. It was pretty tough for just us three to win games because we didn't have very much else help. Which was which sucked, but it it was what it what it was, and I know our team all worked out like worked super hard the whole season. We had a lot of ups and downs, but we'll come back next year ready to go. So yeah, you actually just half answered a a follow up question I had there. Um, we're playing with the whole McDowell White clan, um, of course we know. We know Will and how awesome he is and um, Daryl as well. But young Kobe, we actually shouted him out a few weeks ago as one of the serious rising young stars of the league and, you know, moving on towards NBL sort of pathways. What What are your thoughts on, on Kobe is question number one and his development this season. And question two, is there anything you've picked up from the likes of, of Will and Daryl this season? Uh, well, I've known the McDowell Whites since I was really young, so mm. I've got nothing against them. I love them all. And I've known Kobe since he was probably 12 years old, so I've seen him grow up and become an amazing player. And I think he, I personally think he can make it to the NBA. He's one of the best young guys I've ever seen. Mm. Um, the way he shoots the ball with confidence against a lot of the older guys, like, We'd have little huddles where I'd come in and I'd be like, do you want to guard the best player on the team? Like, we're playing uh, Gold Coast. And I was like, do you want me to take Jace? And he grabbed my arm and just said, no, I'm taking Jason today. I'm going to stop him. 
And it's just really good to see like a young guy who's 17 coming in with that attitude and being that, that confident, which was really awesome. So I think he's going to make the NBA. And he's obviously one of my best mates now as well. So I love him. And then uh, DJ and Will, um, I kind of grew up watching them because they played with my older brother. But um, playing with them versus watching them is a whole lot different, which I never realized. So, like, when you're just watching these guys, you're thinking, oh, wow, they're, they're erratic, they're crazy. They just go 100 miles an hour, and they're perfect at it every single time. Like, no matter what you do, you cannot stop these guys. And then you play with them, and you're like, oh, yeah, you can you can play against these guys and with them and really get to know everything about them. Like, almost every session that um, I was with DJ, I would learn something new. Like, I would learn a new play that would work really well for me. I would learn how to set something up for someone else to be perfect for them. I would like he taught me a lot on DJ taught me a lot of defense as well, like a off ball defense, which was really awesome. Like he. Probably, I think he's probably one of the best defenders in the NBL one this year. Mm-hmm. So his defense, like he really taught me a lot with that. And then Will taught me a lot about like self confidence in myself. Like obviously him being who he is, probably one of the best guys his age in Australia and around the world. Realistically, no he taught me like there's no like you shouldn't nev- you should never like really be like the guy who. Um, worries about if you miss a shot or make a shot you just shoot it with confidence and it'll start to drop and that was probably like the biggest thing I took from him this year and it was just like yeah and after he said that to me that's kind of when I started going on those runs where I got the 34 points against Phoenix and I started scoring a lot more and I was like I should have done this a long time ago I should have listened to him <laughs> but yeah that was probably the main thing I took from those boys nice alright uh Difficult questions now. Who do you think is yeah. going to win NBL One North, and who do you think is going to be the MVP? Um, oh, okay. Well, MVP, I've kind of already got that down. Uh, I think it's going to be Jason Kadee again because mm. I think he's I think he's amazing. He's obviously one of my best mates, so I think he'll probably get MVP. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, I think it will be between Logan and Gold Coast for the chip, to be honest. I think it'll be one of those two teams. I'm not exactly sure who yet. <laughs> That's Ru- right. Ruling out that Mackay team? That's yeah, I, I don't... They, they are tough. I feel like... Uh, I feel like they're just going to run out of legs because a lot of them are older. And um, I don't think Harry can really pick up the older legs. Like, Harry's a great player and I think he's amazing. But I don't know, at the end of the season, I don't know if he's going to be able to make everyone stay with him. Like Chris Cedar, um, he's an old guy. I played with him in QSL last year. He's an old guy, and I know he's going to run out of legs soon, which kind of sucks. But I think they'll, they'll be up there, but I feel like it's going to be between Logan and uh, Gold Coast. Can I just cut you off there? Because yeah. Chris Cedar and I are the same age, so... <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Young guys, young guys. I yeah, mean... that's it. I... I yeah. think I've still got a lot of rec league days ahead of me. <laughs> You've only got rec league days ahead of you, mate. I had to tell you that. Uh, now, look, I get it. Um, we've watched, we've been, you know, able to watch Mackay live a few times, and they don't have the same necessarily 
they don't necessarily have the same depth as uh, Logan, especially. Um, they seem to run with almost seven, eight players, and mm. that seems to be about it until they get into garbage time and even then. So it'll be interesting to see how they go uh, down the stretch. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah. Eh? Like that Logan team is stacked, oh. but they do not have Jason Kadee, <laughs> which yes. is he can turn the tide on that uh, mm. game. Um, so yeah. Um, to think that he could have had Drimmick alongside him for the ride is a bit scary as well. So might be something to keep an eye out on next season. Yeah, definitely. Like if Drim does end up going there, that'll be crazy. And I know if Drim is listening to this, he will be telling he'll come up and say to me that it's all my fault that he didn't play. Even though it was not my fault at all. So well, uh, you've got in first, mate. So lucky you said yeah. that because uh, <laughs> we might just be able to pass that on soon. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, look, you're currently rostered with the Bullets. You've, you've been there for a few years. Start off as a development player. Um, you've already mentioned the likes of Jace that have taken you on. Um, are there any other senior players that have taken you under their wing as part A, and then part B? Did you experience any memorable rookie hazing moments? Uh, yeah, so the tool that really took me under their wing was uh, Sobi. Like, um, obviously, I uh, came up with a video my, after my first season with my hair um, for charity. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned uh, that Sobi, before I made the NBL, I was actually like kind of looking up to Sobi, wanting to be like him. And uh, after he found like that out, he took me under his wing, really helped me with everything, um, helped me with my shooting a lot, helped me with my game changing, just everything. And then from the first season, uh, Ruben Tarangi as well. So my those God. two were really like, <laughs> yeah, those two really took me under their wing and helped me out, um, really showed me the ropes on what to do, home and away games and stuff like that, which was really awesome. And then just a couple of rookie duties that you normally get, like kind of get just thrown to the back a lot. Um, I know a couple of times like it's like you're in training and then you might be like, the coach might be like, oh, get on the court. And then you're on for like 10 seconds. You play one defensive possession. And then one of the senior players is like, no, nah, you're off. I'm, I'm going back on. I'm ready to go now. You're like, okay, <laughs> yep. Yeah, I'm back on first. Yeah, like I know um, Lamar Patterson did that a lot to us in my first two years. So kind of just like, you're there, you're ready, you're on, you're amped up. And then LP would just be like, you're off the court now. Go sit back down. You're like, all right, I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry, LP. And you can't like, you don't say anything back to them because you're just like, these guys are the guys who are winning the games for us and stuff as well. So all that stuff. And then, yeah, that was kind of really like a lot of the other stuff that happens behind the scenes is, for the boys and yeah, for the yeah, boys only, course, really. Yes, of course. <laughs> yep. Some things are better off uh, left unsaid. Um, yeah, but definitely. the two players you mentioned, I mean, two great people to learn from. You got arguably the best or one of the best bucket getters in the whole country in, in Sobes, and then Tarangi, one of the more elite defenders. So you're getting the yin and the yang um, on each shoulder there. So, yeah, mm. that's unreal. And look, we, we've heard. Sobi's name dropped by so many guests and 
from all accounts, I'm yet to hear a single bad word about him. Like, I've never met him, but he just sounds like he must be the best dude, hey, because everyone loves him to death. Yeah, he, oh, he definitely is the best dude. Like, super nice, super, like, super, super humble. Um, like, he will help anyone and everyone with whatever they need help with. And he's just a great family person as well. Like, um, him and his wife, Cece, they're both amazing people. And then obviously with their new little bub, it's been amazing watching them, like how they transfer from being like the best people to being the best parents as well. So, yeah. Nice. Um, well, look, Kian, that sort of wraps up all of our formal questions uh, for our chat tonight. Um, but if you do have a few more minutes where we like to finish off all of our chats with what we call the fast five, so five quick questions for you. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, so these ones you aren't as deep, shouldn't have to think as much, or maybe a bit more. We'll see. We'll, we'll see how we go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, number five, who would be your top five basketballers of all time? All time. Oh, um, Michael Jordan, uh, Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, Kevin Garnett, and Shaquille O'Neal. Mm. Nice. Solid. Nice. Number four. Four people that you would invite to a barbecue, dead or alive. Doesn't have to be basketballers. Oh, that's, oh man, that's really tough. Um, so oh, I'd have to invite Kobe 100%. Mm, I'm with you. He'll be. You'd have he'll to be the big one. Number two, then, if he's going to be there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, uh, Andrew Gaze. Nice. I, I think he's, he's a really awesome dude. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I'd invite Dusty Martin because I reckon he'd just be loose and have fun. <laughs> yep. Yep. So you're um, near a certain establishment, I'm assuming. <laughs> yep, def- definitely. Definitely. Um, and then laugh. Oh, um, I'd have to go with uh, John Morant. I think, he's, I think he's just pretty cool. I reckon he's a cool guy and be pretty fun to hang out with. I reckon you're a cool guy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm a massive Grizz fan, so yeah, uh, yeah Jar, Jar's my dude. I appreciate that. And a massive Kobe <laughs> fan, so he's very, yeah. very happy with you. Right we just now. became best friends, like stepbrothers. <laughs> My I'm cool with that. <laughs> All right. Uh, next one. Question number three. Uh, three. It's a bit of a compilation question, this one. Three favorite mm-hmm. movies, artists, or bands. So you can do one of each or a combination. Depends if you're a movie or a music oh. guy. Totally up to you. Yeah. Uh, so number one from would be music, and that's going to be Drake, mm. obviously. I think, I think everyone kind of likes Drake. Um, movie. Favorite movie, but it's probably kind of you say I like I love him basketball as one of my favorite movies of all time. That's, that's yeah. awesome. Yep, we've had a few say that one. Yeah, it sounds like all the <laughs> guests are going to get together and we'll watch it. <laughs> I'm, I'm happy with that. I love that. <laughs> um, uh yeah, and then probably third. Uh, I don't know. I've got no idea. See, I uh, probably go. I'd probably go back to music and then I'd probably say uh, Juice World as one of my favorite artists as well. Nice. Nice. Um, right. Number two, couple to go. So two pairs of shoes. We, we go with your first pair 
and your favorite pair of kicks. All right. So it's actually the same shoe. Ooh. My first ever pair Kobe were a four. pair of Kobe sixes, actually. Oh, I was close. <laughs> yeah. So I had um, Kobe sixes in the home colorway. Mm-hmm. They were the first ever pair of basketball shoes I had. And then my favorite pair are the Kobe six Grinches. So, Naturally. Yeah. Of course. They're red laces. Yeah, oh, they're just beautiful. Just looking at them just makes me, like, happy. (laughs) Fair enough. All right. Um, Question number one. If you could relive one game that you have played or watch and why, which game would it be and why? Um, I guess this one's for all my under-20s Queensland boys. I'd go back to the grand final against Victoria. Mm, replay nice. that and uh, beat up one of my best mates, Josh Giddy, just <laughs> absolutely did. smash it. So then he can't hit that game winning shot <laughs> and win, win, the, win the championship. That was uh, with our guy, Boston, is that right? Yeah, Boston. Yes. He was our first ever guest on the show. So he, he, was, awesome. he was good fun. All right. Um, and good on you for. T- Hitting Josh Giddy, but not not so hard that he didn't make the NBA because that would have been sad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I'm proud of him for making the NBA. Like that's a huge achievement. Oh, I've geez, known I've known him for a while. He's so, so good. Yeah. Oh, he's crazy. He's unbelievable. All right. I know Mel just gave you number one, but we've got question zero here. It's your very final one. All right. All right. So, Kian, we're going to need your help with your answer on this one. Hopefully. Who should we have on Ball Don't Lie Australia next? Have you guys had um, Will Magne on yet? Uh, not, not yet. as of yet. I reckon get Magne on because I know he, he'd love to have a laugh and he's a really awesome guy who loves to talk as well. So. Yeah, I mean, if you got a link up, that'd be good. I'm sure he's staying inside at the moment down in the cold in Tassie, so... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, if he's uh, up can I get a hold of him? I know. Yeah, I, I reckon he would be. So I think you guys just hit him up. He'll probably he'd be down for a yarn. He always is. So, all right, sounds good. We'll get him on. Um, but that that wraps up our our chat for tonight. So we really appreciate your time, Kian. Uh, hopefully, our listeners have enjoyed hearing your story. Uh, it's been our pleasure to put it out there for you, and you'll be welcome back on our show anytime. Awesome. Thanks, guys. It was really fun to be on you. Time for Crack'em, where we circle back to that pack of cards we cracked earlier. We both choose a card, even if you think you know who we're going to choose, you never know. Surprises do happen. Sometimes they don't too, so, you know. Uh, From the cards today, I'm actually going to talk John Collins. John Collins actually played for Wake Forest. Same place a lot of famous ballers have played. Uh, Chris Ball springs to mind. Mm-hmm. A big guy that was pretty good. Uh, I want to say Timmy D. That's the That's one. That's the one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, John Collins is had four years in the NBA uh, so far, all of which have been in Atlanta. Uh, before the trade deadline was being shopped aggressively. Atlanta couldn't find a deal. 
nothing really worked um, for what they exactly they were looking for. And yeah, just sort of kind of felt as if he wouldn't necessarily, he wasn't going to be there at the end of the year or, you know, didn't feel like it was going to, it was really going to be a fit for either. And then they go on a bit of a run and then they make it into the playoffs where they go past the Knicks and then they went past the Sixers and then they got stuck about there. But mm. still, it was, you know, it wasn't anything that anybody was really expecting. It was one of those almost Cinderella style stories that we do get in sports from time to time. But John Collins won me over, not when he signed the five-year $125 million deal with the Atlanta Hawks recently. It wasn't when he did it. He won me over when he wore into a press conference a screen-printed shirt of him dunking on Joel Embiid and wore that into the following game's press conference. That was just a boss move for me. And from that point on, it was like, this kid, I like your moxie, sunshine. <laughs> just, ah. Oh. Up for the bands. Yeah. I just casually like, went from a player who was aggressively being uh, shopped around to a guy who's not only won himself a, uh, you know, a contract for the following year with that same team, but a pretty big one. Mm. You know, that's $25 million a year. Oh, Dennis Schroeder would give his right arm for that kind of money. But, um, you know, here's, here is John he Collins. <laughs> yeah, maybe a pinky. He had his chance. Yeah, he did. He did. Wasn't quite that. This was the sort of contract he was, mm. he was fishing for though. So, um, but yeah, John Collins for me, he's done – Reasonable things throughout his career, but this year really come on. It'll be interesting to see how he goes over the next couple. See whether he he's really uh, you know worth that twenty five million dollars a year to the Hawks, or if they go back to shopping him again. But again, young guy fits in with that younger Hawks look that they've got going as well, and they've just come off the back of well. Definitely better than expected season by pretty much everybody except the Hawks. The the Hawks players and some you know diehard fans were the only ones who really saw this this playoff run coming. Um, but can will it be sustained this year? Will he be a piece that stays there with Ice Tray for the next few years? We'll have to wait and see. But that Joel Embiid shirt into a presser, loved it. Loved it. That's old school, just ass kickery. <laughs> <laughs> Love the guy. Mate, um, which Grizzly did you go for in the end? I'm going to shock the world here, man. Yep. Going with Demetrius. Do you know who that is? Who that? Demetrius. <laughs> Jamel. Jar. Morant, young Grizz point guard, drafted second overall, 2019. Been nothing short of a future superstar. You know, can talk about him for an hour 
hour and a half, two hours, all day. But let's maybe condense it down just to scooch. Yeah, I'll try. I'll try and just keep it to half an hour. Uh, but look, the Grizz have put their whole organization into this kid. Every single move they make is centered around Jar Morant. Everything from shipping out Grayson Allen so they've got more money to build around Jar all the way down to um, now looking at, okay, well, we like the players we've got. Can we get some more shooters in to help Jar? Uh, so be interesting to see how they go with that. Uh, fun fact, his dad, T. Morant, was uh, high school teammates with Ray Allen. Sugar Ray Allen. Yeah, the very one. Um, he was also playing semi-professional basketball. And when Jar's mother became pregnant with Jar, T stopped playing basketball. I think it was in Europe or something at the time. And he came straight back home, was being the best dad that he could be, wanted to be there for Jar, trained him in the backyard, Jar often says that like his dad is his number one fan, but more importantly, his number one critic, and like literally tells him he sucks, and I believe that keeps his head level. But I'm hoping it's all in fun. I'm sure it is. But um, from all accounts, T is a great man. Everyone around the Grizz loves him. Obviously, they all love Jar as well. Um, so, yeah. Bit of a his rookie year was sensational, blew everyone away. Some argue that maybe he shouldn't have won rookie of the year, but anyway, not getting into that. Um, had a we're not gonna let the fans decide that one. Feel free, mate. Feel free. <laughs> uh, bit of a down year of sorts in his sophomore year. It's that cliche sophomore, you know, just hitting the wall a little bit, plateauing. Didn't take that next step that he and the Grizzlies thought he might, although that may be upcoming in this third season. He did, however, have some huge games towards the end of the, the season. He had 35-6-6 six six against the Warriors in that uh, play-in tournament game to make the playoffs. Um, he debuted with 26-4-4 four four against the Jazz, and he had a 47-point game in Game 2. Uh, of course, the Grizzlies did get eliminated in five games, but Jar really showed that when the playoffs come, he's ready, and everyone else better get on board and, and get on his level. So, also another fun fact, many people may already know this, but he was a very young dad as well, Jar. So, he had a kid towards the back end of 2019 uh, with his lovely partner, um, KK, KK Dixon. So they, they have a child together, young Kari. And, uh, yeah, if you check so out Jar's socials, you can. Her, his name is Jar. She's KK. P please tell me they called the kid Jacka. <laughs> Kid's name's Kari. I just said that. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah. Don't know what else to say about that. Fun fact. Last Grizz game I attended, I was oh, maybe three rows away from KK and Kari um, and a very well-known Grizz fan amongst Grizz supporters. Won't mention the name for privacy reasons, but 
all good. Ja Morant, future superstar, Memphis Grizzlies. Current superstar, maybe, Mel. Current? Yeah, why not? And my goodness, there is all these clips of him almost catching bodies. This might be the year it happens. If he actually lands one of these dunks he's trying to put on big guys, my lordy, it's going to go viral. The misses are going viral. <laughs> That's how phenomenal some of these dunk attempts have been. The misses are going more viral than other players' highlights. So, yeah, he's going to catch one sooner or later. But at the same time, please don't get hurt. Yeah. No, he is pretty explosive to watch when he is firing. So, mm. but anyway, yeah. so that's my Homer card pick. I've been begging for a jar card for what eleven weeks now. We've been mm-hmm. doing the cards. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We finally got one, so I couldn't not jump on that bandwagon. But that brings an end to the show this week, Mel. It does indeed. So, yeah, had a lot to chat about from the the Boomers' cultural celebration, the NBA off season, NBL off season, oh. NBL one. Of course, we spoke to Kian Dennis. That was good fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, we appreciate having Kian on. Thanks again on the show with us. Um, but Mel, I guess we'll be back next week. Mm. Looking to do it all again. Yep. We'll have another NBA division to break down. Two more NBL teams to throw in there. Um, we'll have me confirming that Kelly Olynyk is a thug, as per our poll. Not sure about that, but uh... help me out, people. No, 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 no. If you're a Boston or Miami fan, you're not allowed to vote. <laughs> right, eh? <laughs> so you're just going to you know, ignore the votes from people who know the truth. <sighs> all right. It's open to everyone. It's all good. It's going to say, how very King Jong Dan of you. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Let's not get ourselves or anyone else into trouble on this show. <laughs> we'll have to send Dennis Rodman over to smooth things over. I d- yeah. Yeah, I just don't know how that how that goes down. But anyway. <laughs> Who knows, mate? Yeah. In the meantime, everybody, uh, if you haven't already, jump on Facebook and Instagram. Hit that like, follow button. Subscribe on Spotify or wherever you get your podcast from. You can go on to our Instagram bio now. There's a link to our anchor page, which essentially can send you to wherever you get your podcast from and you can find our show through there. Like, follow, subscribe, tell your friend, your neighbor, your dog. Who else, Mal? Uh, all the people in line to get your COVID vaccine. Mm. Yep. yep. I won't say anything I was going to say after that. Do that. And <laughs> just remember until next week, that ball don't lie. Never does.